0: Hello, it is me, Stu Simpson. You're listening to The Stu Simpson Show. Well, you know that because you clicked on the thing that said The Stu Simpson Show. Thank you for coming. I guess you care because you're interested in creativity. You like drawing and painting and making music and crafting and decoupage and knitting or anything creative. That's what we care for. We care to talk to artists and creative people from all over the world. But today, we'll start the first ever show, Talking to Joe Topping. You might have heard of Joe, he was on a TV show called The Voice. I've known Joe for some time now. We used to be on the same record label on Felside Records because we we're both focusing as it are, really. So, this is how the interview with Joe went. We talked about lots of interesting things and eventually we got around to talking about banana ice cream. But I guess you'll have to listen all the way to the end to find out about that. This is how it went.
1: Hello, Joe. How are you doing? It's been a while. I'm <laughs> oh, doing good, Stu. How are you? Oh,
2: great, and thank you for being the first ever guest on the Stu Simpson Show. First ever, ever, ever guest. Um, I'm absolutely honoured. Now the world famous Joe Topping. I used, to just, famous. I, I used to just know you as the, the folk singer Joe Topping, my mate from Elbow Jane. But now
1: yeah. you, you're like Joe Topping from The Voice. How does that feel? Um, it, feels, it feels all right. I'm not sure um, anything's changed, to be honest. <laughs> You know, I've been I've been furious today because um, I keep going to my my local shop, my local corner shop, hoping I'll be recognised. <laughs> herby Facebook page exploded when I went on the voice, and no one no one has recognised me yet. But my wife's just been up and she's been recognised as the wife of me. <laughs> but I have yet to be recognised. We're not allowed well, out.
2: Exactly. <laughs> What's the point of doing these TV shows if <laughs> nobody can see you?
1: <laughs> uh,
2: the last time I saw you was on a boat in Overston, was it not?
1: Yeah, for Paul and Linda's retirement. That was a lovely party. But I guess they only know
2: you from people who are listening
1: and watching who only know you from the boats.
2: Do they know anything about your history from um, Fellside Records?
1: No, I, I, I doubt it. So, yes, Fellside's a lovely um, little record company in, in the lakes, in the Lake District, run by Paul and Linda. How long How has long that um, have you been going? A long time. I, as long as it, I think about 40 years. It's about 40 years now, I think. So it's mainly a folk label, mm. and they have a jazz label as well called Lakeside Jazz, is that right It is, it? yeah. Lakeside. Um, yeah, and um, so first signed with them with Elbow Jane, the band that I play with, and then I managed to cajole them into releasing some solo albums as well. Yeah. Yeah, hoping... Paul's a wizard. Paul's attic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but how your lockdown been anyway? What have you been doing other than um, becoming world famous? <laughs> other than becoming
1: world famous, um, I've been homeschooling most of the time, um, and today is hopefully the last ever day that I will have to do that, because it's not natural having to teach no. your own children. It's... <laughs> and it's certainly not fun for anyone involved um, so I've been doing that um, is, it not, is it bringing you any closer do you think as, a, as parents to your children that haven't yeah. specific- It has, it's been stressful for, for me the kids have quite liked it I think Yeah. because they like the one on one the help they, you know, they've got proper help yeah. all the time um, and, yeah, it's been nice spending that much time with them. Yeah. Um, it has been good, but... You yeah, really come across as quite a lot of a, a big
2: family man. It's a, it's a really, yeah. It comes off as a, as a lovely little unit. Uh, so there yeah, seems lovely. to be a lot of love comes
1: from, yeah. yeah, and I probably don't have it as bad as a lot of people. My kids are really good, and they haven't given me any trouble. Um, the stress, I find, is, is the work itself, cause I feel really bad that I don't know a lot of it. I'm kind of dyslexic, and so is my son Jack, and we're—I'm uh, not very good at spelling or adding up. So trying to teach that, uh, yeah. And they both have full timetables, and a lot of juggling. You know, it's a lot of juggling. Uh, so I haven't had as much. Bizarrely, I haven't had as much time for music. Um, do, but, do you do you get a chance to, to make the, the kids interested at all? The boys. Do they want to play themselves they um, learn my learning have got on the road is it's a weird thing My <laughs> eldest jack is not is not that interested at the moment in music. Uh, they're trying to teach ukulele at school and it's a zoom lesson yeah. on, and it's it just it's ridiculous it doesn't work yeah. and no Everything one knows how to <laughs> no one knows how to tune a ukulele either. I think that's probably put him off um ukulele but so i just thought i'll t- i'll teach you well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah we've got a little group for our village at uh, our festival we've got a ukulele
2: group that plays so uh um, course you do. everyone does the, the ukuleles. yes there's so yeah, many oh people nice. it. Yeah. well because the pub's called the duke of cumberland <laughs> so okay the jukuleles
1: it works yeah. it works <laughs> uh I was well, my so- other son's a little rock star though oh, yeah. We got him an electric guitar like um uh, Brian Mays. It's like a t- it's like this big. Yeah. But it's a little replica of Brian Mays' guitar and he's got a little amp. Made from a tiny uh, cricket bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: You uh, know so about Brian he's May's. More guitar,
1: he's more interested in music. Yeah. Excellent. So who's his favorite band? His favorite band? Um I don't know if he know he doesn't know any bands as hmm. such. Oh A C D C probably. Sweet. Um, they both they both like a bit of ACDC.
2: Yeah, can't go wrong with the ACDC. And I do on, on the folky side of things. With that, i have, there's a comment, is a Scottish guy who plays it on <laughs> the bagpipes. Uh, <laughs> it, it is just a thunder thunderstruck. Oh yeah. I don't know. Have you heard it on the bagpipes? Yeah. No. It's, it's astonishing. It's uh, you can find, find it on YouTube. There's also two guys that do it on cellos as well. So oh, they're they're, okay. they're brilliant. But speaking of their YouTube videos, the the guy who you beat in um the Head to head, it's called the, the battle. Alex, Alex, yeah, Alex The battle. Um, yeah. he, he did a, a brilliant video on YouTube called How I How I Lost the Voice. Have you seen it? I don't know.
1: It's genius, isn't it's it? It's really, really
2: <laughs> funny. Um so yeah. but uh, are you now sick news spoiler alert, but this is gonna go out after the show anyway. Um you
1: didn't get through unfortunately to the finals. Are you no, going to do, are you no. gonna do a video like Alex has done? No, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to comport myself with quiet dignity, Stu. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's already done that and I can't, yeah. couldn't pop yeah. that. It's really funny. He's a great guy, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a great yeah. sense of humor It seems. Yeah, he has, yeah. No, Did we had have... fun. We became, we became friends. Because, um, of course, there's quite a lot behind the scenes. Yeah. And so we basically, I know it's called a battle, but obviously music's, it's not really a. It shouldn't be like a competition. So we treated it like a duet. Yeah. So we were just to and fro. And um, we both have little recording setups and we'd record a bit and then send it to the other. And we work it out like that, because he lives in Coventry. So that's how we work out how to how'd duet you t- it
2: together. How do you think, how has technology changed? Um, See, if we weren't going through a pandemic and you had done the voice, because you sat in front of a bunch of screens and just sort of like four, four people in chairs. And you not playing to an audience, because an audience is a really important thing to vibe off. And I've done a few Zoom gigs, and they feel a bit weird. Do you think if you'd had an actual
1: audience there, it might have turned out differently, or was it... So- I'm not sure it would have turned out differently. It, might have, it would have probably almost certainly felt different. Hmm. But I'm not sure it would have given any sort of different result. Yeah. I'm not sure. It is a weird feeling the the studios are really big um yeah. so the first two rounds were uh, recorded at media city in manchester yeah and that's big enough um and then the last the, the semi-finals were recorded in elstree studios yeah. in london star wars and they filmed the crown there and yeah you know, it's just a legendary huge well, actually, I went to see The Voice there
2: at the Elstree Studios in one of the finals a few years ago, and yeah, that stage is huge. It's really good fun, but yeah. it's massive, isn't it?
1: It's it's big. <laughs> yeah. So um, it is a strange feeling, like uh, just sitting in the middle of that great big stage with four really famous people just sitting there watching you, and then all these this bank of TV yeah. screens. It is weird but um I got used to it. We've <laughs> yeah. got different buttons this time around. And uh and Ollie blocked
2: Tom. So I, no, it was Tom. Yeah. How 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 uh, if
1: you'd had a chance to choose between Tom and Ollie, what, who would you have gone for? Um I well now that he's kicked me off the show I can probably say uh, I probably gone <laughs> with Tom. Excellent. <laughs> um I I always thought if anyone was going to turn, it would be one of those two, or if I was lucky, both. And so both both turned. Um, and I would I was definitely leaning towards Tom because I thought he would have more of an idea of what I was kind of more about, sort really of music good. I yeah. like, you know, the old blues and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like I like that and folk, obviously. I think there's a, there's a depth to Tom that yeah. I could
2: see you relating to.
1: Yeah. Also, he probably would have seen me as young. Which <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really flattering that Ollie used his... I, I, I didn't realise they only got one block. Mm. Um, so I was pretty flattered that he used it. And I didn't have to choose because that I, I, I would... I'd be cringing if I had to try and choose between people. <laughs> yeah, I don't totally. disappointing people. <laughs> Ollie's been great. He's been really good. He's really hands-on. Um, he has good ideas. Although <laughs> I was a bit worried about having to sing Celine Dion in <laughs> the battles, but you know, it worked okay.
2: <laughs> What's that, Celine Dion? I thought that was um...
1: Celine Dion. Yeah,
2: yeah, I thought it was somebody else from the nineties. <laughs>
1: I mean, you yeah, you probably wouldn't recognise it the way we did it. We sort of slowed it down and made it a kind of more of an acoustic thing. But um, yeah, you, you see us both looking quite uncomfortable because Alex plays guitar as well, and obviously I play guitar, and they took they took the, the guitars off us, so neither of us knew what to do with our hands. <laughs> uh, for the semi final, though, I got my guitar back, so I was happy. Excellent. So, what did you? What song did you sing in the semi final? And it was I Won't Give Up by Jason Mraz. Oh, OK. From, I don't know, how, how long ago was that? That was a hit in about, I don't know, at least it, 10 years
2: ago. The 2000s, I think.
1: Yeah, that yeah. sounds yeah. good right. He's doing well for himself. he like got um,
2: a farm somewhere. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's doing like, uh, so do you have any professional training in, uh, in music?
1: Do you, or is it just something that you've always done? Um, I wouldn't say it's something I've always done. My dad ran a folk club basically for hmm. nearly thirty years, and he was in a folk band. Um, so I kind of grew up hearing it and listening to it, and you know, having folk musicians stay around the house, keeping us up at night. Yeah. As kids. So uh, give, you, give your dad a plug. What was his band? Uh, the imaginatively titled the Tom's Hopping Band, who are legendary on the Wirral. No, they were really, really popular, and they ran the Black Horse Folk Club in in West Kirby. And uh, I was a bit too young to really appreciate it back then, and then hmm. in my late teens, I sort of rebelled and got well, not really rebelled, but got into heavy metal music and all that. It wasn't until like later, maybe university, I started uh, getting more into blues hmm. folk music again. So, but you see, you're brought up in the world of folk. So you were never attracted to being a Morris dancer? Well, no, we didn't have much Morris dancing going about. My dad uh, was born in Ireland. I grew up more with Irish folk music than English folk music. Oh, yeah. The the Celts don't seem to like the Morris dancing much. (laughs) No, I never really experienced Morris dancing until I started going to, um, well, no, Chester Folk Festival. (laughs) We used to go to Chester Folk Festival every year, and I'm sure there must have been Morris dancers there. Um and still to this day the smell of beer reminds me of Chester Folk Festival. <laughs> so I used to get and, and leather. Beer and leather Which reminds me of the Chester Folk Festival. So I'm playing Chester Folk Festival this year Excellent. in May online. Uh, so
2: who knows what that's gonna be like. That's gonna be, yeah, it'll be interesting. A lot of the festivals are going online. But I think you're gonna have no problem at all getting bookings But do you know what you want to
1: do next? <laughs> I can't say that I've really got any plans. I mean, I would love to just carry on with playing the folk clubs and the festivals. Folk clubs are going to be, I think, quite difficult to, to book yeah. at the moment because as as I'm sure you know, you know, a lot of folk clubs maybe only put 10 gigs on a year yeah. like once a month and a couple of, day, couple of months off for holidays. And then everyone who was booked last year has been postponed to this year. Absolutely. So, I mean, God knows when I'll be able to get into a folk club again. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. forgotten that I was on the telly by then. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, festivals, who knows I'll, when they'll be back. Um, yeah. they yeah, are talking about Towers and coming back in, in
2: August, but we're, we're going to wait and see, haven't we? If, if we have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Shrewsbury's going to be on, isn't it? If, hmm. Um uh, but I believe you might have been, Elbow Jane might have been booked to play music in the mall many, many moons ago, the festival that we have in Castle Carrick here, but it clashed with some other festival and had a, apparently, because my partner runs the festival, and you had a woman phone up saying, Elbow Jane's my favourite band, how dare you, how dare you, since, do you realise that you've been breaking hearts all over the country even before you were on the TV?
1: I vaguely remember that. I didn't know there was someone so upset about that. No, um... until like a couple of days ago. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, yeah, God, I can only apologise. <laughs> so, what's happening with El Jim? We're still ticking over, obviously not doing much at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to have that it. it's not finished, because I was. it's a great band. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever really finish, because we all live close to each other, and we're all great friends. Mm. Um. Everything slowed right down with Elbow Jane when the children started to arrive um, in our respective families, um, and then Rich, the lead singer, um, also got a new got a promotion as a headmaster. He's a headmaster of a school, and so he's very busy. Uh, so we we stopped breaking our backs trying to play everywhere mm-hmm. and just just got like gigs that we really liked we've had a couple of drummer swaps uh because we've had colin our drummer um dislocated his shoulder picking up a bowl of water or something Um, (laughs) i know it's very strange um and so he had to stop drumming for a long time so we got our other mate in bongo who, who was drummer for us? And then he left to become Ringo Starr in the Cavern Club uh, Beatles band. Wow. Um, and then Colin was healed at that point and came back in. So we got Colin again. But yeah, oh. it's been a pretty stable band otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, We're just cool. all
2: great friends. And- um, one of my, my favourite songs of yours is Sweet 16. Is that the one that you wrote for your dad's wedding?
1: Well, I didn't write it. It was Sorry. written over. It was written in 18-something or other by James Thornton. So it's a, it's a very old Irish love song. Um, but yeah, um, my I listened to my dad singing that all my life. Yeah. Um, and when he married his childhood sweetheart, they were like first boyfriend and girlfriend when they were teenagers. Too young back then, drifted apart, found each other again. Many years later.
2: Oh, it's like last time going to Halifax. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, my dad asked me to sing that at their wedding, which was lovely. So it was very yeah, so, yeah beautiful, beautiful song. Because the story seems so fitting to to the song, I just assumed that you'd written it. So uh, yeah, yeah it's... no, it's a good old Irish love song. I think the Furies are uh, most famous for doing that one. Yeah. Oh, one last question. Is there, uh, as this podcast is all about creativity, is there other
2: things which you like to do? Do you, do you paint? Do you draw? Do you do uh, cookery? Any sort of, a little bit of needlecraft, maybe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did try and start drawing during lockdown because I quite like drawing, but um, I have no, no particular skill in it. Um, and I do love cooking. Hmm. Um, I, I do... But both my wife and I both enjoy cooking. Um, I do most of it during the week and then she takes over at the weekends. Excellent. But yeah. Everything's from scratch. We love yeah. love uh love all that. Yeah. Love it. It's time consuming sometimes, but yeah. Not too bad. But well, it's good when it's two um, because you can share the responsibilities. And then you've got two boys so then you can get them in the kitchen eventually. Yeah. Well the youngest likes uh mainly likes cooking puddings. Brownies. He's in, he wants to cook brownies today, so we mm. might try that. I saw a recipe about a week ago,
2: which is two recipe, uh, two ingredient recipe for just bananas and cocoa powder, and that's about it. And um, and yeah, so of just a quick
1: slow. Uh, you find it on YouTube. Oh, there's a great ice cream you can make. You just stick sliced up banana, really ripe banana, in the freezer, and then when you want the ice cream, just throw yeah. it in the blonder with a bit of. I think maybe Greek yogurt or something and a bit of honey. That's Ooh, what I was doing. Oh, I didn't away. Put,
2: yeah, I, did, I didn't put any um, yogurt. In. I've, I've actually broken a blender by doing that before. <laughs> Just fro- frozen bananas, that like, right, great ice
1: cream. Oh, what have I done? Yeah, you already already chop up the banana, so it's not too bad. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. yeah, and quite I'm quite healthy. Yeah,
2: and quite healthy. Yeah. So, uh, is is there anywhere where people can find you on social media, your
1: website? Get all your plugs in. Um, yes. <clears throat> I have a website, Joe Topping Music. Um, and my Facebook music page is Facebook forward slash Joe Topping Music. I'm on Instagram, uh, Instagram forward slash Joe Topping Music. Uh, I'm on Twitter, but uh, I don't use it so much. I think I'm under Joseph Topping there. Oh, well, Joe, thank you very much. It's been lovely chatting to you. It's been nice to sort of just to catch up again. But it's been, been quite a while, so...
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, Thank you so much Um, for being the first ever guest on The Stew Simpson Show.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, and best of luck with the rest of it. I can't wait to see him. Thank you very (laughs) much.
2: Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Stu. Cheers,
1: Have a stay. Lots of love, man. Take
0: care, mate. Cheers, man.
2: Bye-bye.
0: And that's it. You've just listened to the first ever episode of The Stew Simpson Show. Thank you very much. We'll be back very, very soon, maybe even tomorrow, with an episode about Draws Off, the brand new television show on Channel 4, all about drawing and painting. Keep your eyes open for somebody you might know. Cheers, all the best, namaste, take care, bye.